decoded. Welcome to this episode of the Founder Tech Decoded podcast. I'm delighted on this episode to be talking to Serkan Farah, who is the founder of Pitchspace. For a long time, and one of the motivations of uh, I think even starting on this journey down to founder tech was people's consistent frustrations with the pitch deck as an instrument to communicate anything sort of meaningful. Um, and this seems to be um, across founders everywhere. Um, and one of the things around founder tech was how can we change that? Well, Serkan has made it his business and, uh, and the objective of his, uh, his startup pitch space to literally do just that. So it feels appropriate we finally actually come round to having a dedicated conversation on the evolution of the pitch deck with Serkan. So Serkan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So let's let's start with the the pitch deck. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about your motivation for radically dismantling it and uh, innovating it. Um, it is amazing how many founders feel entirely frustrated by their experience with this instrument and it, i find it amazing that there's i think it's an instrument maybe you'll correct me it's about 30 years old it's more of an engineering sort of format um and it and it does have its let's just let's just give it its due right the meaning of the conversation it is useful for sort of calibrating and synthesizing thinking um to a very sort of fine-tuned strategic level when there is clear sort of objectives and and um and i guess direction it sort of, in my opinion, falls apart after that as a tool. So let's talk about why it, as a tool, it was sort of, it, it was and is still prevalent. And then why you decided out, out of many people to do something about it rather than just be frustrated. Um, the the pitch deck is a, is a communication tool when you look at it simply. It's a medium of communication, or let's say it's an agent between the founders and the investor. However, I've always been reluctant about calling it pitch deck because I want to focus on the pitch side of the, the product rather than the pitch deck itself, because the pitch is the backbone of your funding ground. It's all about telling your story, conveying the message, in the right way and building a narrative. The deck side of it is the delivery agent. But unfortunately, until today, developing a pitch deck has always been seen as a design task, which is one of the core issues that we have now. And it is very difficult to change that that perception amongst founder community. Um, and and unfortunately, it hasn't been changed or it hasn't been disrupted. Many people try it, but it has become really um, unsuccessful. Again, for the same type of uh, uh, same reason, it's just because they've seen this as a kind of a design task. However, in our experience, many of our users actually realized that they are not even ready for investment as they started to use the pitch builder and started to build their pitch because they faced with the reality and they understood what it really takes to raise an investment and what type of investment, what type of company is actually a good fit for investment. Um, 
and then they start they try to build their own narrative and one, once they realize that they can't really build that narrative because they don't have enough material to be able to do that they stop raising which is brilliant for the ecosystem because it is it's good to increase the 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 quality improve the quality of the deal flow for investors however it is very difficult to capture your story in a format that is going to work for almost everyone in the investment community. And on the other hand, one of the reasons that pitch tech is still there and hasn't been disrupted yet entirely is because the relationship problem. Because the thing is, if you build the relationship, the right type of relationships, meaningful relationships and connections, within the ecosystem, with the investor community, you get to a point that you don't actually need a pitch deck anymore because they become familiar with the way you build the business, your vision, how you work, how you make decisions, and how all those things are reflected on the success of the business or the progress of the business, whether you have got the momentum or not. When you don't have that kind of relationship in which you can actually keep your community engaged with your own journey, you only have one option to go for, which is a document that encapsulates and captures all those things in a few slides so that people can really understand you. And that creates some frustration and lots of frictions in the market. So I work with more than a hundred startups in six years before building pit space. Each time I had to educate every single founder, regardless of their experience or regardless of their industry, on how to put together a compelling pitch, regardless of its format. The, the flow was the same. The structure was the same. The framework we applied, the formula we applied, was exactly the same. What was changing was the content itself, the story itself, so the, the essence that we had to capture out of the brain of the founder or the, or the founding team. And that was causing us to lose weeks, in some, in some cases months, to get the business ready for investment round and then finally kick the round off, which is Delaying the the time, delaying the, the point that you receive the funds, you start engaging with the the ecosystem, which is causing lots of loss in terms of time and money and capital and also progress and traction in your startup. And it was taking an on average eight weeks to complete a pit suit, which is a long time. So, so just to clarify, eight weeks yeah. to complete a pitch deck. Or a pitch, not close around. You mean to actually get the deck ready? Yeah, yeah. Not no, no, not to close, not to close around the, the the deck. Not just the deck. That's also another thing, because we are talking about pitch deck as a as a let's say, let's say as a product, but it is actually a pitch suit. So in a pitch suit, which I always talk about, is you have your outreach message, you have your LinkedIn connection messages, you have your one page executive summary, you have your investment deck. You also have your pitch slides, which you use to present. And also we realized many founders don't even know the difference between the pitch slides, 
let's say pitch deck, which you use to present in the pitch events, and the investment deck, which you use to share with investors via email or other channels, which is a standalone document. So the, the, the context and the journey that you walk the investors walk through, it has lots of different touch points. And you have to produce a content and an agent that is going to represent you and help you to communicate for each of those touch points. That makes the entire process very complicated. And because it takes time and you have to be ready, it takes like up to almost from eight weeks to three, to three months, let's say, to get ready for a funding round. And we see some of our users are actually taking more than six or eight months to, to be ready for the funding grounds for many different reasons, not entirely to create the pitch deck, of course. The, the funny thing is, designing the pitch deck literally takes one or two days. That's the easiest thing to do. What's the hard thing is creating the narrative and building the story. That requires clarifying your strategies, identifying the points that you have to clarify in your pitch, and then drawing a picture that makes sense to investors and decision makers, which is the hard bit. That takes up to eight weeks. So I want to hone in on something that you've said yeah. there, right in the heart of what you've said, which I haven't heard before and I think is incredibly um, illustrative and insightful that actually what's going on here is a conversation and a perception around design and relationship. And actually, the, the, the skew of that perception has been towards design. And, and that's skewed both investors and founders of, as to what they are focused on and what they think is providing value. So you hear, and you're sort of alluding to it, that you know, a founder will spend a week on bullet points on their... <laughs> On their on, on on their pitch deck and and that obviously is adding absolutely no value to the business at all or anything to the exchange but when you shift it to one of relationship and understand that it's relationship and as you said if you if you, the relationship is good there, there's no need for a pitch deck or often what happens is if the relationship's good and some of the round closes all around closes no one ever refers to the pitch deck again i know we're going to get onto that kind of side of the conversation of why this tool that takes so long is then disregarded and i know you're looking at that radically in a different way as well. So I want to get onto that. But this difference between design and relationship, and actually what you should be focused on is building relationship, in which is obviously your narrative and story, because that's how you're communicating your relationship and creating emotional resonance around that relationship. And there are so many ways now, and this is where I think it is hugely encouraging to build that relationship outside of, of a traditional pitch deck founder investor experience. You can build that relationship in that, let's just say you've got three months that you've spent previously, you know, and focused mainly on the design aspect. You now have that three months to focus on the relationship aspect um, and, and all of those tools. And particularly when you bring in no code, low code, and the dismantling of the MVP as being the first critical milestone and the capital needed, you actually have a lot more bandwidth to nurture the relationship. And that's why I hear you saying is that if we can switch the ratio from being I'm making this number up, so please correct me if you think it's wrong, like 70 to 80% being design-driven to being 70 to 80% relationship-driven, then the founder tech tools will spill into the other 20% and they help you with that in a very quick way around the design thing. That's not a hard thing to solve. 
as in, I'm not again. It's a very hard thing to solve, but it shouldn't be taking you up the the amount of time. What should be happening is you're spending the time on the the relationship and the narrative, and that and that then is then you can use tools like yourself to then sort of embody that very quickly. Do you agree with that 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 kind of synthesis of what I heard you say? Yes, exactly, exactly. So, so see, the 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 problem is. Whenever you decide to raise investment, the first thing you generally think of is the pitch deck. Okay, I need a pitch deck. And all of a sudden, you see that as a PowerPoint design task. And on until the point that you have to actually put the content in those slides, you don't realize that this is a storytelling experience yeah. rather than a design task. And I see if many founders spending lots of time and getting obsessed with the look and feel of the deck for weeks, playing with all the tiny elements on design to make it look amazing. One, th one thing that I want to tell here that I haven't told actually anywhere publicly. I had met a few months ago when we still had this Web3, um, let's say, um, excitement. I met an agency who was helping to build, uh, helping startups to build their Web3 startups as a venture studio. And as part of their services, they were also helping them put together their pitched materials and then helping them really get ready for the investors, presenting them to their investment network. When I met, met them for partnership, to discuss partnership and introduce our product, the automated pitch builder, the... The only criteria the guy said that they had for their pitch deck was this. It has to look amazing. And I was quite shocked, but not surprised. And I told him, no, you're wrong. It doesn't have to look amazing. You can't just sell an investment opportunity to an investor just because your deck looks amazing. We know we have seen all those type of, type of investments in Web3, um, unfortunately, and we've seen what happened. Um, but the, the smart money doesn't think that way. And you can't just convince them by presenting a pretty looking deck to them. They buy into the founder's journey, story, the vision. Again, it's just that agent you use to capture a snapshot of your journey so that you can make that connection with the investor. So again, it is completely a relationship building exercise and that deck is just an agent that you own to, be, to, to, to kick off that relationship. It's such a clear articulation. And let's, let's, let's again, I, I think there's a, there's a build that you've just kind of opened the door to. So, it's really tough out there at the moment um, in, in the you know in the angel space, sort of the pre-seed space. I know it's above that as well. Um, it seems to be much easier, like Series B, Series C. I've talked to a few people who you know like find it much easier to write two hundred million dollar check or three hundred million dollar check based on sort of SaaS data than it is to write you know one hundred and fifty k SEIS check. Um, but but I think one of the reasons for that, and I think you've really sort of framed for that. Thank you for sharing that story. Is that there, there is a divide in, in I think, in, in early stage investors. And it come and it's come through 
it comes through again and again. And that there is a new breed of uh, early stage in, investors who invest on their point of view, their sector experience, their domain experience, their portfolio experience. And they are understanding that relationship is everything, you know, and they, and they are, are willing to kind of follow, nurture that relationship, add to that relationship. And they understand that their risk profile around those relationships and therefore they, they are able to act very differently. And therefore, the, the tools that they want are around that communicate that relationship, right? And build that and, 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 and connect them to the founder um, and give them that level of, um, not oversight, but give them that, uh, that level of alignment. And yet there is a history, and maybe this is why the pitch decks has stuck around, of investors who don't operate like that, who operate at a level higher than that, who don't have those sort of domain expertise and don't maybe have never been founders. A lot of the new investors have been founders themselves, which is interesting development, who don't necessarily have a way to evaluate those relationships. And therefore, for them, the design aspect of things and leveraging their position in capital from a design point of view is really in their advantage. They don't want to push it to a relationship. They want a funnel with loads of decks coming in and have it and be able to evaluate them on the basis basically of design because that signal is meaningful to them. Whereas actually maybe we are talking about sort of a fracturing of there are other investors who realize there's a competitive advantage to securing the best founders, the best deal flow through the lens of relationship. And that's what's starting to develop around this kind of founder tech conversation you're starting to get this new crop of investors and it's not it's not fully developed yet but it's it's emerging do you does that does that again like sort of resonate with what you're saying yes exactly we can definitely see that paradigm shift not just amongst investors because investors especially angel investors have been demanding this closer relationship with founders for ages it's just that the founder community didn't really know how to start building those relationships. Yeah. And also they didn't feel confident because it is already a lonely journey that they walk through. And in that lonely journey, you make a lot of mistakes. You have to learn everything and you actually build the plane as you fly. So amongst all these things, you it is it becomes a little bit difficult to find that time to, to build that relationship and let alone, you know, just not just not just to build, to build, maintain that relationship. How are you going to engage those stakeholders, not just your investors and actually your entire stakeholder network? How are you going to keep them engaged with your journey? Because it's quite important and it pays off. Um, and as you said, there, are, there is also another breed of investors who are not that experienced, but they get excited with the idea of being involved in the startup ecosystem or innovation in general, but they don't know where to start from. So they need some guidance. They need to learn how to evaluate those opportunities and understand what really get them excited. And in that sense, decks still work. And again, I'm saying, I'm not saying decks are going anywhere, by the way, they are not going to go anywhere. Sure. As in, I mean, the pitch is not going anywhere because when you look at it, just not just in investment, in any, relationship in business world pitch is the is sitting at the center of that first connection everything you say to someone you meet in business is a form of pitch so the pitch comes in different forms and shapes and formats and that is just one of them and it is going to evolve it may stay as a deck or it may stay or it may transform 
into a completely different thing that is more flexible and suits the the way that the investor communicates or they want to evaluate the opportunity or the startup do they want to build a closer relationship with founders before they decide to invest they should be able to do that do they want to just invest their money and stay away from whatever whatever happening and just move on they should be able to do that and found for the same thing for the founders we need to equip the founders with the tools that are going to make them feel confident with not just building the startup itself but also communicating and sharing their journey with their stakeholders because as as founders we all know that it is very important and critical to build that support network around you which includes investors advisors fellow founders users anyone that can help with your journey it is quite important but it is difficult to engage them but that engagement actually gives us the confidence and this new form of pitch which takes you on an extended journey as an investor and as a stakeholder and witness that journey and the progress of that vision of the founder is i think going to be the future feature of the uh, of the pitch in general and how we will start making these decisions whether or not to invest or whether or not to accept any investment or how we want to receive that investment and build that relationship with the investors that is then going to take that design obsession or problem out of the context entirely because it's completely about communication and relationship the the the, the point the design plays an important element is actually the way you structure and present that journey so what you need to do is to make it so easy for investors to scan through a page or a document or whatever format you deliver to deliver the, the the story quite easily and make it really easy to digest for the investor it doesn't mean that you need to make it look pretty it means that you need to make that work and this is the job of design but because it is a it is a thing that only designers actually professional designers really know and train for and we can't expect everyone or every founder to know this but design doesn't mean that putting um you need to put pretty looking images colors etc it's not that it's about managing the attention of your investor in the right way so that you can keep them engaged with your story it is all about it let can me I, give you an example go on oh, yeah, go on well what i was going to say is actually i think there's it, 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 you need you could put a word in front of the design you're talking about narrative design and that's yeah. what we're talking about is narrative design not um aesthetic design or even sort yeah. of conceptual design we're about narrative design and what you i think you're saying is the narrative design is going to become the central skill um and 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 kind of value value lens via which founders are evaluated like the, the, and their ability to understand and leverage narrative design as opposed to what was traditionally been you know inherently pitch decks is is the shift 
And so maybe that's a useful way to say because when you when we say design, yeah. it, it can be sort of vague. But the minute you put another word in front of it, maybe that's maybe that's a useful way of nuancing it. You know, to be that you're actually talking about narrative narrative design. I'm sure that's a discipline, narrative design, probably in other form. But maybe there's ways of learning from narrative design in other in other disciplines. I'm sure in filmmaking or animation or stuff like that, there is narrative design and narrative designers. So maybe we can kind of export some of the learning from that. Um, do you, do you, what do you think about just adding that term in front of it? I absolutely love it, definitely, <laughs> because that narrative design is not just, is not something that is going to just help with the fundraising. You exactly. have to have it to engage your users base and grow. Right. Engage your, uh, your, your prospects enable your sales teams you have you have to have that narrative in every every department of the business embedded because yeah. otherwise yeah. you can't really you know rally the, the stakeholders including your investors users team advisors behind your journey and vision without that narrative what we need is exactly that narrative design yeah, and that leads into, so I'm really good. Please feel free to use it. I just I quickly Googled <laughs> it while you're speaking. It, there are narrative designers, but they're mainly in video games, and it's not quite yeah. what we're talking about. So it's there as an interesting definition to kind of maybe you know, write, write something about it. And, you know, but why, why, well, let's just go with that, that concept, because I think it builds into your other big innovation, and I don't know how much you want to reveal. I know it's in the next product mm -hmm. innovation about, you know, okay, you've engaged, people have bought into your narrative design, they've used your tools to sort of, you know, build their, not just their investment team, as you sort of, but their whole other sort of support network are engaged. Um, and this is the other kind of, it's so, so simple when you, when you hear you talk about it, but, you know, the, the irony of these pitch decks that are taking months and then are discarded the minute uh, a deal is either closed or not closed. Um, talk about how you're migrating that kind of narrative design concept to beyond the investment and like so it continues and is continually seen like you said it's seen in all aspects of the business and how you're how you're viewing the design of your own product that aligns with that as much as you can share yeah of course absolutely so um i as is you know or you know people who follow me on linkedin uh may know i i am building in public and i have revealed that we are now um in the phase of changing the pitch format into more of a, a narrative format, which is going to help them document their journey in a dynamic way. Because the pitch deck uh, is important, but they can only capture a snapshot of your journey. So you take that snapshot, you produce the pitch deck, send it to investors. The investors are going to, let's say, open the email or read your investment deck five days later, and within that five days, there are lots of things changed in, in your business already. So that journey has already changed, but that snapshot stays with the investor. This is what they know. So, and that is a problem. And that creates a lot of additional work and pressure on the founder. So what we are now doing is we are turning the pitch from being a static entity to into a dynamic journey documentation so that we are going to allow founders to document their journey as they build the business and then invite their stakeholders including their investors users or whoever they want to have in their network to 
follow that journey and engage with that journey. And then while doing so, we are going to introduce some gamification elements into it so that it's not just stakeholders witnessing your journey and following it, they can actually take an active part in your journey, which, which drives growth for startups, which creates visibility and con closer connection with your audience, and also builds a loyal champion community that are going to rally behind your journey and vision and help you achieve that vision in which in the end you achieve together with your entire community of stakeholders, which then going to make it much easier for founders to raise. Imagine that even though you don't know the investor, because you are documenting your journey in a safe space, we are not talking about building public or on LinkedIn or Twitter because it's not it's not something that every founder can actually apply to their business for yeah. a protection of the IP or for many different reasons. But there isn't a safe space to do that. It's very fragmented. So what we are trying to do here is to create that safe space for founders to document that, that, that journey and investors to engage with that journey and get familiar with the founder and the team, how they build the business, see how they build the business, how they progress, and what, what's their decision-making process like and how they engage with their users. And when, the, the, when you get to the point as a founder that you need to raise investment, imagine that all those investors in the community are already familiar with what you have been up to and where this business is going, how you have made progress, how it was engaged and achieved. Imagine that happened. And then you need investment. The moment you say, I need investment now, it's more likely that the investors are or have already made their decisions at that point. Probably it's just going to come down to one or two calls to go through some technical details and you close the round. So that means you don't actually need to develop a pitch deck anymore because the pitch builds itself as you build the business and the relationship. And it takes a shape that can be consumed by your stakeholders and investors in the way they want to consume the information. And you don't need to do anything about it because the product that we are going to build is going to do it for you. So this is where we are transitioning the traditional pitch deck and the automated pitch builder that we currently have into. How, how far away are you from that version of the product? If everybody's listening to this thinking, wow, that's great, I'd love to use that. How far away from a beta of that are you? Uh, the, the first version of that product is going to be released uh, in this quarter, towards the end of this quarter, with some basic features. Yeah. And the, the gamification elements are going to be introduced in the next quarter. And then next year, we are going to create an open network on which all these gamification interactions are going to be enabled for every stakeholder within the ecosystem. Okay, what uh, you, you don't have to do this, but it would be a nice experiment. Yeah. When we post this on LinkedIn, it would be really nice if you could have a look at some uh, of the narrative design in video games and just do a little comment based on like what you found post this, post this like particularly around gamification. I think it yes. might be super interesting just to come, you know, as like a, an appendix to the conversation just to hear that, like the, the development of that thought, because we haven't got time now to kind of go into that. I'm sure it's a 
a whole mm-hmm. other, but, but that would be super useful if you could do that. On that note, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to, how, how should people reach out to you? Obviously, there's pitch.space, um, you know, have to reach out to you on LinkedIn. We'll put all of those links, obviously, in the show notes. Any, any, anything else that you want people to kind of be aware of or reach out to you of as we, as we close? Um, you know, they can check our product, the Automated Pitch Builder, if they are willing to raise at the moment or soon. They can check our product on pitch.space and sign up to the product. Um, we created a product that is a very low barrier. So that means you can actually start building your pitch. You don't pay anything or you don't need to download anything until yeah. you finish or, not, or until you feel ready. So if you want to test it, test yourself and start getting ready for that phase, please do so. And also you can, they, you can, uh, people can find me on LinkedIn. I'm building in public. If they want to follow the journey, please just, you know, go to LinkedIn, find me. You can message me. I'm responding to all of the messages. I love interacting with other founders and investors all the time. I'm quite active on LinkedIn. And soon, um, I'm going to share more about our plans and the, the, the next phase that I have just talked about on LinkedIn. I'm going to share more uh, about those phases and the stages and the type of products we are going to release and the features we are going to release very soon. I just need to work on that, uh, on the content that I'm going to share with our community. Uh, but it's going to happen within a few weeks time. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, look forward to um, seeing that develop. Obviously look forward to seeing you in person on the 15th of May at the uh, Founder Tech Collective uh, live event. Um, it's it's great to have added, added your voice before into the conversation. I I really really think like that you've I, you've for me I, I you know this conversation has clarified what was bothering me. I hadn't quite understood the the separation between the design um, and the relationship. You know I think I think talking it through now has really helped with that. Um, so thank you for sharing that insight, Sir Ken, and, and um, yeah, re- really great to actually. Have, be able to have the podcast and have this conversation my pleasure my absolute pleasure i really enjoyed our chat and thanks for inviting me to join the podcast and also the talk um that uh, you're going to do in may i'm absolutely looking forward to it did so thank you